name is Candido, and along with my co-host James, we've put together a virtual series called the One Love Art Sessions. Our goal is to bring talent and community together for creativity, heart-to-heart discussions, and chill vibes. In this episode, you'll be listening to our second session, along with our guest artist, M2, Martalicia Matarita, and Rags, Rafael Guerrero, we venture into a discussion about identity and its impact on art as we know it. Enjoy. It's awesome that you guys uh, chose to hang out with us. You, I was going to say you could be anywhere in the world, but honestly, you can't be. You got to be home, so I'm glad you're choosing to stay home with us. All right. So uh, this week, we're, gonna, we, we're actually joined by two wonderful artists. Uh, Marta Alicia and Raphael, or M2 and Rags, depending on how they want to go by. I'm going to allow them to speak to us a little bit about who they are and, and what kind of art they create in order to get a better understanding of who they are as an artist before we jump a little bit deeper into the uh, topic today. So Martha, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hi, everybody. So my name is Marta Alicia Matarrita. I am born and raised in New York City, Harlem. I have two brothers. I'm in a middle child. My father is from and born and raised in Costa Rica. My mother was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. And um, we grew up in Massachusetts. We went to DR for a few years and we arrived back in when I was maybe 10 years old. I'm actually 42 years old now. So the, the duration of me and what I do had started, started from drawing comic book, graffiti, fine arts, and then a mix, and what you see now is the combination of all of that. And uh, I am a mother, I have two boys, and I'm very happy with the family that I have now. And at the same time, uh, I'm actually looking forward to see new discoveries of my, my potential in the days that are coming, uh, progressing. <laughs> I started copying um, uh, comic book work like when I was younger because I have uh, my brothers were into it as, just as much as I was. Maybe they were heavier than I was. So everything that they did, I copy from DC Comics, Marvel Comics. So all the design work that they did uh, in the comic books and what my brothers did, I also copied. So my line work originated from the comic book setting. So my style is more... I guess they titled it urban to some degree. But then when I went to classical drawing and painting, it was in LaGuardia High School of Performing and Arts, I kind of had to figure out a way to match the, the, how to create my style. So in the now, I've been falling into environmental art, mother nature art, human nature. Uh, and uh, so my work is a morphing of animals and people put together. Mm. And uh, I'm enjoying the, the symbolism, be, be, how it might render, might explain itself. All right. I want to give Rags an opportunity to introduce himself, his style of work. And um, yeah, just tell the people who you are, man. All right. Uh, my name is Rafael Guerrero. Um, born and raised in Brentwood, New York. I guess you could say my nationality uh, is American, but... My roots are from the Dominican Republic. My art varies in style. Since I was a child, I always loved to draw, do my own thing, kind of create whatever was on my mind, uh, to get my mind off of things going on at home or in my childhood. So that was something that I could stray away from. I could just create my own world, vibe to. It was something kind of sacred to me. It's like my own little happy place, you know what I'm saying? So I always kept with it as a hobby, never let it up. Uh, I gotta say, since the age of five, I remember failing classes in like first or second grade, third grade, because of an exam where I finished, but then I drew all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so it was always where I could kind of like just do my own thing. I don't know. I was just creative since like childhood. I always have things running through my mind. I want to create, make something new. Um, I love the build. Uh, I too am a father, so son has a lot to do with my inspiration in art. Now, as a man, uh, 44 years old, so a lot has changed in my life, and I thank my son for that, and God, because without either one of them, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Uh, 
I have a beautiful family at home. Um, you know, I spend most of my days with them. I'm currently a tattoo artist before the pandemic. Uh, right now, I've always been into my paintings and stuff like that, but I'm really taking this time to utilize it to start my mural business. I want to get into murals, painting, a lot more creativity with my art art. Uh, as a tattoo artist, I'm kind of limited to what the client wants all the time. I don't really have that justice of freedom to do what I want to do most of the time. Uh, I do have that. I do have a lot of clients that give me that freedom. Shout out to them. Thank you very much for that opportunity. And I hope that there's many opportunities to come. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, I just I, it's, it's always been graffiti for me at one point. And it still is graffiti. It's the piece that I'm doing today is kind of urbanish, you know, dedicated to me as growing up. What I always loved the most, which is my art, my graffiti. Thank you. Um, welcome. And I'm so glad that you both uh, opted to actually join us this evening. I do want Jay to introduce himself as an artist, though, because I feel like, yeah, we know you, but I don't think we've seen you produce like you're about to right now. That's what's up, Jay. <laughs> That's because I don't tend to do that, man. Yeah, no, um, when, when we originally set out to do this, uh, I was all down for it. I like, I like putting together art shows. I like connecting with artists. Uh, it's just something, you know, you always get to learn something new about the world, connecting with creative people. Um, and then, you know, when we did the last event, he was like, oh, you know, the next event, you're going to create something. And that was, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm very, I keep it close to, to the vest when it comes to a lot of the stuff that I work on. Um, but I, you know, I took this opportunity to throw something together and, um, some, you know, mixed media paint marker thing that I'm going to try to finish in an hour. Uh, and, um, no, and no, no, it's exciting. I'm glad I got pushed to do it. Um, Yay! Uh, if you, there's, there's a lot of stuff in my house that I've done. Um, I, I do like a lot of screen printing, things like that. Um, there is a, a series that I'll eventually probably show at one of these events um, called Trooping, uh, which is uh, this thought of uh, basically like how we identify people by what they do. Uh, you know, you hate the IRS guy, you, you know, you hate the cops, uh, but you love the doctors, but the doctor could be an a-hole and the IRS mm -hmm. guy could be a wonderful person. But wow. we, we put the stigma on them based on what their profession is. So this idea of taking celebrities and pop culture people that we love uh, and superimpose them with stormtroopers, with this idea that the stormtroopers who in Star Wars everyone hates, they're evil people. But if you really think about it, they're just probably people that just need a nine to five in the space. And this is the job that was paying. So they were like, you know, whatever. It's good, good health benefits. Uh, so I'm a stormtrooper. So it's like this idea of what if they took off their mask and like they were a celebrity or they were your brother or they were your sister, like how would you look at that person? Would you have the same stigma toward them? Um, so I've been working on it for a while now and I'm looking forward to unveiling it soon. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do it at one of these events. So why do we choose to explore identity? James says it best. When he explains prior to the pandemic, we are associated with the social activities and events we participate in. But if you rip those away, who are you? Who have you become? Maybe before you played tennis and hit weekly after work happy hours and now you've discovered you have a passion for crossword puzzles and yeah, Animal Crossing. Let's hear how this pandemic has affected these artists. Ralphie, I think you gave us uh, an idea of, um, of what you were doing before this, you were doing tattooing. Um, what you were also painting though, still uh, while you were tattooing, what was your subject matter like? Like I said, since I was a child, anything, I used to airbrush at the age of 10, 11 years old. I was airbrushing shirts and, and jackets for people back in the days, breakdancing era. I used to breakdance too. Uh, shout out to TNL. That was my breakdancing crew back in the days. But we used to always break it down, man. And that was always my thing. It's just hip hop. It's music. Just the things that I used to like vibe to, everything about art was just everything. The dance, the 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 culture the 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 being there you know what I mean and being in that moment so at the end of the day a lot of what I do is is mostly is from the heart mm. and it's it's something that I've always grown doing and it was like one process to the next process and then I saw I see something else and you know it, it's hard also growing up with ADHD it's like 
you know, you, you, you see one thing, you want to do another thing, and then you want to jump to this thing, and then you want that thing, but then you see something new, and now you want to create that. And then uh, the tattooing came into play. So I stopped a lot of it for a long time and got heavy into the tattoo industry. I started tattooing at 1996, uh, been almost 21 years, 22 years now that I've been doing tattoos. You know, this, this little pandemic thing and this time that we have to sit home and relax, we could work on our creations and kind of, you know, expand a little. Yeah, it might have hurted me financially, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of artists have been hurt financially by the COVID experience. Um, but as far as um, shit, the government got unemployment right now, so I'm good <laughs> for now, you know what I mean? This is helping me invest. Martha. Is it fair to say that you have also been categorized as an like an, as an urban artist as well? Uh, it been that word has been tossed here and there. I mean, I I, I utilize word and organically. Okay. Um, I don't really stamp it because I ca I cannot tell you that I can eat, sleep, and do everything urban. I know I I'm as creative that not just myself but a lot of creative people have seasons of inspiration okay you know depending on the experiences that people have with life and other people in general right. and influences so i know that in the beginning uh, i was just learning how to just i can't call it design but all the elements of creation that i have walked on the path with had led me to ur being urban okay i mean i really really have not dived in into classical work that pertains to um uh works from shakespeare or even orchestras or of that realm of higher uh can call it higher caliber but they have different intricacy in their um and their their, their platform for my platform is because and day to day as urban life is what i eat and breathe but i don't rock out heavily the hip-hop culture like i used to i mean i do appreciate what it led video music box led the the way for me to listen and to see graffiti i've done it but i'm not i can't say i'm a, a graffiti head per se i i enjoy it because of the language that it but i wasn't i didn't dive in so the word Urban is in my doorstep. It's in my front stoop. It is everything that I do, but my mind really isn't there. My mind is somewhere in looking in my my steps, but looking further. Every time that I engage with new people or experiences, it affects my creation. It affects the way I see things. As artists, we can strive as hard as we would like to uh to be labeled a certain kind of artist, right? I would like to be uh, labeled an, an illustrator, but my background is not in illustration. Um, so that, that kind of gets decided for us against yeah. our own will, sort of like a nickname, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are in this category of urban art, um, what has been your experience then as a, as a woman in that category? Um, like I said earlier, um, I don't ident I, I, I identify myself as a woman. I am a woman, I am a mother but I have a lot of tomboy tendencies <laughs> while growing up, climbing and wrestling and even martial arts. I also was in the Army National Guard for eight years. So the, the feminine part of me isn't really dainty. So when it comes down to throwing down and being, and being labeled a, a, a woman in the arts, it doesn't really shock me or surprise me or offend me. I'm considering myself very human, and when it when the labeling happens, yeah, you have to label me because I'm not a I'm not a, a not a dude. But at the same time, I why even label? Just say the work is amazing, you know. Like Frida Kahlo did this, Diego Rivera did that, and, and can say the female artist over here did this. You know, I I don't like the labeling, but I, I'm not gonna be angry 100%. I just you know it doesn't. In, doesn't persuade me or anger me it's, it's just there because they feel better categorizing because uh, I remember drawing I think that was in a competition in high school you now everybody had to submit some some type of work they didn't know who did the work that I created 
and it was like a old school graffiti writing, you know, like the stance on a boom box or whatever. They thought a boy did that. And then it was really me. And then they realized the power in, oh, girls do soft things and men do masculine things. And it really doesn't because women can do both. So in particular, in my, I know other artists who are amazing, who are females, who do beautiful flowers and, and feminine faces, or, and they can knock it out the park 100. They experience uh, being a female in that arena of public art graffiti, not graffiti, just graffiti, but just murals. It's completely different experience than my very own. So for my, for my identity, um, creating works, I don't even, I guess I don't put a, tell a, lot, a lot of attention to how they classify me. I just enjoy the work no matter how it comes out. Jay, you let us know a little about Troopin', but are you saying that you, uh, you're interested in pop culture as, as a subject matter? And is that something that you would like to continue uh, working on? Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I've never, there was never a moment where I was like, I'm going to do all pop culture stuff. Uh, I think every time that I've worked on something, I've just gravitated to this idea of, of pop culture, media, uh, kind of in your face type stuff. Um, you know, thinking back to the, the, the other series I did, um, I don't know if you remember that one is, uh, I had this series where I took uh, old ads from like the, the 30s to the 60s, right? And it could be for like vacuums or uh, it, was, it was like to cassette tapes, sneakers. Um, and I would pull all the, the content off the ads and I would replace them uh, with music lyrics from current. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I would like, and it wasn't like for me, it was, it was a cool process in, in learning about um learning more about art as well because it, it wasn't just pulling the text off and then replacing it right what i would do is actually do the research and figure out what typeface they use what colors they use and i would start to study how their placement was of everything so that i can kind of match it as much as possible so when you look at it at first it looks like it's just an ad but if you start reading it you're like this doesn't this has nothing to do with you know whatever the the, the concept was on it i think one of them was like scotch tape and I think I replaced it with like Biggie lyrics, um, but yeah, I think I think I just always gravitate towards stuff like that, and it's fun. And I think um, it allows me to like use my digital skills, um, but also just mix other things into it. Okay, these virtual sessions started as a result of the pandemic. Now, as artists, uh, especially if you're a street artist or somebody who's doing murals, somebody who's doing ink. Um, you know, your, your work um, has probably come to a halt in that regard, but that doesn't mean that you haven't found another way to create or, or evolved into, in some matter. So um, I want to know now, um, what, has, what has changed for you as an artist and how has this pandemic uh, changed either your subject matter, your, your techniques, um, and what have you done? So let's go back to Ralphie for this one. Basically, nothing. <laughs> if I sit here and just focus on myself and get better at what I'm at, that's all that, that matters. I guess that, that would be, I guess you could say, my progression, my, my new genre, so to speak. You know what I mean? So getting um, better at your craft. Right. You know what I mean? Perfecting my craft, getting better at it and doing something with it, becoming something with my talent. Like I feel a lot of people will take a nine to five. And they don't realize they're wasting nine to five hours of their day that they could be using for their talent. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but money's money. Everybody got bills to pay. Everybody has to make something out of it, you know? And at the end of the day, like it's, it's kind of weird for me because like, uh, finding finding that balance where create and gain an income from it. That's the hardest thing. It's almost like getting your business started, so to speak, and letting it rock it all on its own. And that's where I'm at is I'm just not giving up on my craft and moving forward and what I need to do. A lot of people tell me, 
oh, you're not making money in it. It's not even about the money to me. It's I feel like this is what I was born to do. Mm -hmm. So why should I change any of that? Uh, look into a different, because this isn't working out for me for 30, all my life. At the end of the day, I got to keep pushing. I haven't really been recognized like that to put my stuff out there. And that's, I feel like that's another area of perspective that I can start working on is to get my stuff known and seen more. Um, my marketing skills are a little bit off whack because I focus so much on trying to pay the bills. So I don't have the time, you know, jump around and do all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not single, I have a family, you know, and it's, it's not easy. So I kind of got to work with what I have and utilize it to the best of my ability and better my talents of what I'm doing to create more new ideas in the direction that I could be heading in whatever it is that I want to do. So I'm just looking to open new doors, accept new people. For a while, I was shut down. I was, you know, I didn't want to really get involved with people for because people suck sometimes. Well, welcome, welcome to a welcome to a new community then. Yeah. You know? All right, Martha. Um, same question. How has how has the pandemic affected your work, if it if it has at all, and also. Um, what we saw um, in your last few posts is that you've been uh, you've been doing found object art, right? You've been finding lottery tickets or or plates, and you've been on that. And, and yes. is that something that you had had been doing prior to the pandemic? And why? Uh, yes, and um, I'm a mom, so a lot of the times when I was out waiting for my son to arrive from school, I will go to a pizza store or a shop, and then um, I'll I. I sometimes become a bit restless, maybe, you know, so I, I use time to help uh, translate maybe complex ideas that I couldn't use words with. And um, I caught myself doing a few things uh, a few years ago where I used to start drawing um, on paper or pizza plates. And I used to then leave them in the pizzeria shop and I used to say, hey, if you like this, you know, you can... Um, uh, get it from this piece of store. It's over here. Um, I used to do it for like one, three, four years. Um, but the idea was that um, a lot of people didn't really, couldn't see me in my live art shows. And I, because of their, you know, the working hours didn't meet, or it was unable, whatever. And I felt really awful because some of these people really worked hard to try to um, try to see me. And I, I really enjoy their uh, the enthusiasm. So the found object things ev evolved for their, for that particular cause and also exploring, uh, uh, I guess, marketing myself to new type of people that were in the area or, or not in the pizza shop or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. But the then I started to realize when I had art shows and galleries, I had a hard time talking to people. So then I started to develop this habit inside, <laughs> inside these shows. And I realized I'm a, I really am uncomfortable a little bit. And I don't want to be a fake person when, when I want to talk to me about my work and then want to talk to me something about something else. You know, so I saw myself drawing in the bars and handing these little drawings out to whoever wanted them. So I said, oh, okay, you know, you know, it made me feel comfortable, especially when um, I didn't know a whole lot of people. And so, okay, the epidemic. So I had a lot of issues, uh, challenges, because um, I have a four-year-old as much as, you know, a 15-year-old. With the four-year-old, since his birth till now, had a bit of, uh, made my drawing abilities uh, a little challenging because he will paint over my work. <laughs> oh my God. And then I will be, I wouldn't be upset, but I'll, I'll, I remember that I too was just like that. But what, <laughs> what caught me in, you know, how, how can, how can I continue to preserve work if, if it's going to be mutilated <laughs> later on? So then I start drawing with my son on painting and then I realized you know, that it will be fun. So I'm trying to show my son this thing. But once the epidemic hit, I real I couldn't leave my art supplies either because then he developed a bad habit of eating the markers. Or, and I said, this is horrible. You know, like, you know, he's, I, I, I couldn't find. So now I, I reserved, 
reserve myself to drawing just to be safe and, and hide my work and hide my, um, my, my tools because I was afraid he's gonna, you know, continue doing <laughs> his, his discovery in his own manners. What, you know, and, and I find that to be scary. So drawing, I, I also needed to pause creating because I, I don't know if you knew, but my mom passed away last year. And then I realized my creative uh, way of being slowed down because I didn't know how to mourn properly. Mm. I started to distract myself and I realized that wasn't really healthy in regards to like uh, the proper way. And then when I was doing it, the, when I was giving my respects and my peace, then I started to really let go and, and not be so hard on myself like I used to be. Like I had to feel like I, there wasn't an agenda to do this quickly. And I realized, why am I doing it so fast? Why can I not enjoy the process of creating for whoever, you know, wanted? Um, and goes, that goes for sure, what ended up happening. And uh, so, yeah, I reverted to buying new markers and, and, and just stashing them away. But yeah. The One Love Art Sessions is a live virtual event. These artists are not alone in the conversation, but are instead joined by the One Love community. This community is made up of old and new supporters and people who want to engage in conversation and understand the artist's mind. Throughout the event, we weave in audience participation. Alicia wanted, uh, wanted Raf, uh, Rags to know that uh, taking the leap uh, as a creative person can be hard and scary. And I gotta agree with that, man. It's, it, it, it could be a terrifying venture, but I think that if you embrace a community or if you know where you can, or where, if you know where your support system lies, then it, it's a much easier experience. Mike wants everybody to know, everybody who's on the panel to know that, uh, that he's thankful for you being so honest and sharing so much. Let me read this here from, from Irene. Um, she wants everybody to know this is so inspiring and, and such a great space and uh, wants to thank us all for participating in this event and being transparent. Now, Jay, where are you now as an artist during this pandemic? Yeah. Uh, stuck in my house. <laughs> uh, house and you in a house board. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's uh, allowed me to work on things that I didn't get to work on before. Um, this whole pandemic has been crazy because, you know, before this, you want to do so many things, but you have so much going on. Like, you know, I, you know, I want to do this on Saturday, but then I got to go to the store and I got to go here and I got to go there and I got to go here. Um, but it just, it allows you to just have more, I guess, free time um, and no excuses to get things done. Um, so like I said, like I started to work on other series that I didn't get the opportunity to do before and, and just, um, I don't have those excuses anymore. Uh, and I was very, very aware of the fact that before they were excuses, because I could always shift my schedule around. But now it's like very in, in my face. Um, so as an artist, it just it allows me to be more of an artist. Um, and then I, obviously, I'm about to have a kid. So I'm also up against the clock. And I know that once that happens, um, a lot of that free time is gone. So um, I think that's also motivating me to just hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> um, so I'll just share quickly that um, my experience as an artist as a result of the pandemic is just that I feel like I've been given the time um, and I'm taking advantage of the time to create. So I haven't finished pieces in a very long time, at least not, not artwork that I would have liked to have finished. Um, so I've been taking this time to do that. I've been going live on Facebook, on Instagram, getting a feel for, uh, for that experience uh, of sharing and yeah. um, trying to be transparent well beyond um, the One Love Art Sessions. Just because the feel of this thing, I feel like it's good. I, I, I get great energy from this and uh, yeah. it encourages me to continue. Melinda would like to know what's Martha's um, connection between the animals and the portraits? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I realized humanity has lost a whole lot of etiquette, a whole lot of um, awareness of others. And in the animal kingdom, 
there's a natural flow. You don't really see in nature an overweight giraffe. You don't, they eat what they're supposed to. And there are moments where they eat what they need to and they conserve and, and, it's just, and, and it crosses all different type of species from those that live in the water, those that fly and those that are on the land. There's, there's a sense of etiquette. What I noticed too, since the year 2009, there have been like uh, these in Haiti, it's first uh, earth, uh, earthquake. And I real, there were a lot of footage also of animals that left the, the, the shorelines and then went in, inland into the hills. And then it made me realize they are so much connected to mother nature than we are. And we were more connected to some degree or somehow had a mutual understanding just as much, but we kind of became so greedy. We became so um, relentless with taking and having power. So the drawings that I also started to, uh, with animals, I started to realize that all the indigenous tribes around the world prior to industrialization had similarities with honoring uh, what you call it the the animals. You can see the Aborigines. And you can see from the Himalayans. All these all these other tribes around the entire globe. They saw into nature how they hibernate, how they store food, how they um, save themselves from shelter. How do they keep warm? They all even people from the North Pole and the South Pole. They they took from nature, and there was a sense of balance. They never overtake. But granted, we're human, so we there's always going to be quarrels within each other. I choose to draw a lot of little children because it kind of reminds me of the potential of us that we kind of get. We, we forget that we are children just grown up. That we forget that we look to each other for you know support and understanding. But at the same time, we are as vulnerable as the children really are. And we have to, I guess, embrace that innocence and, and re-educate that innocence within ourselves that it's okay to mess up and it's okay to relearn new things. Just the same way, you know, animals had to adapt to new climate change and such and such. Alicia would like for everybody to know that uh, she's worked more on her creative goals in the last two months than she has in, in years. And it's, it's a result of witnessing her peers' creative processes online uh it served as an inspiration um we have a question from mike that it's pretty good so let's uh so i think i want to get everybody to jump into this question but i'll start with jay um are you doing a pandemic piece something dedicated to this moment in time uh not in the future but today yeah <laughs> okay. um so the piece that i had that you just see me uh put the top layer on uh is a i guess a selfie yeah <laughs> it's a it's it's me with the mask on, um, and behind me is the definition of isolation. Um, that's the backdrop. So. Okay. So you're doing it now. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Ralph, Rags, have you found yourself working on a piece specifically about the pandemic? Um. Yeah, I did a couple on my iPad. I'm also this one that I'm working on. I was gonna put a mask on them. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um. I mean, for the most part, I've, I've, I guess I've been, I, I got to have one piece that I actually hand painted, uh, which was the one I showed you guys last time we spoke. Um, but I mean, I still got to work on it. I got to finish it up. There's a lot of details that I'm putting in. Okay. Another couple of them that I have in mind to keep creating as well. So. Okay. And Martha, anything dedicated specifically to the pandemic? Um, I guess, I, well, spacesuits. I started drawing a lot of spacesuits. Uh, the idea that, you know, like in the womb, children have the umbilical cord and the idea that we have all these uh, protective measures. And then somehow in the near future, you know, I've been drawing a lot of children with just that, with a lot of space helmets um, and um, 
it, it, it's a little complex. I haven't really uh, figured out a way to really translate it properly. It's a little complex in the in the delivery. So I, I'm still working on finding a a, a way to do it. Okay. I, I don't even like that. I'm gonna redo it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna buff this part right here. All right. We'll let you do that. Yeah. Um, so next question. Uh, what do you guys do during the times when you may not feel as inspired to create and how do you get yourself out of those moments? That's from Irene. Um, Jay? Hmm. Man, that's a good question. What do I do when I don't feel, I, to be honest with you, and it's probably a horrible answer, when I'm in a mood and I'm not inspired to create, I usually don't create. <laughs> I usually, or, or I'll do something different. You know, I don't, my thing is that like, I'll never create just because I feel like I need to. Like, I won't be like, oh, I need to make art right now, so let me go do it, right? I do, like, I may be in a mood where I feel creative and I need to do something. Um, and it, that can come out in a lot of different ways. Um, creativity in its way could be, you know, maybe I just want to clean and redecorate my, my house, you know? And mm -hmm. that's yeah, yeah. a way of doing that. And also, like, I mean, I, I work as a digital artist. So a lot of times after, you know, Five five thirty hits. I don't really want to stare at a computer anymore. I don't want to do anything creative anymore because I feel like I'm creatively tapped out. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's actually the opposite. I, I try to find things that are not creative to do that'll balance out the fact that I continuously have to kind of be on all day. All right. Uh, I know for myself personally, um, I just walk. I I also walk away from um, whatever the project is. But sometimes it's just a matter of gaining a new experience. Um, you know, whether it's seeing something on television, seeing something outside, um, hearing a conversation, listening to music, another podcast, like any of these things can feed my creative process. So mm -hmm. just stepping out of my element for that moment would give me a chance to uh, snap right back in or just hear something that I, that I would need in that moment that I, I can't give to myself. Ralphie? I sleep because tomorrow's a new day. That's fair. <laughs> my, <yeah. laughs> Martha? Oh, it's almost a similar what you guys been saying earlier. Like, you know, um, I normally have a lot of sketchbooks around. So I, I, I use words and I say, oh, man, uh, and they, they come out like poetry. But when I reread them uh, another day that's available, I'll, I'll sit down and, and um, discuss why did I say it. And then I'll jot down ideas of how it would look. Okay. And then eventually it plays out. Um, but there are days that I when my body is my energy goes somewhere else with with the children or you know doing um domestic errands here and there but then when it comes down to when i sit down it's uh it, you'll come in or not it, it varies it, it, especially now when there's this um low tide of information you know and and, and there isn't that, that the demand nor rush i i let it flow when it needs to you know so um yeah. Uh, what future projects do you already have in mind um, when we, when we, if we have an opportunity to get out of this, uh, this quarantine, this lockdown, you know, what do you have on a to-do list? Uh, Martha, since you already, you just answered, you might as well continue. Is there something you're looking forward to? I have a, a little projects here and there that uh, similar to what's happening here that uh, teaching children found object art I was asked to do for a, a few people here and there not so long ago actually within the matter of when you started asking me to do this I was I was asked I was I was confused I thought the person who asked me prior was you and then realizing yeah. oh snap but you were so I was I was um loop so yeah it looks like I'll be doing more of this but this time I'll, I'm gonna do a step-by-step -step type of uh you know finding okay. objects so people can deal with it and then uh, also, I have a few friends who wanted to wanted me to teach them how to do some art, uh, spray canning too. I can teach that too. You know what I learned. I'm not the best of best, but I can teach you what if you want to learn. I can show you, you know, a little bit if 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 there's an opportunity there. I can show show you that. So I'm mostly available, pretty much. Uh, Ralphie, you looking forward to something? Uh, my tattooing and also focusing on more of my paintings and uh, hopefully some custom furniture. Um, but everything takes time. It's like pace by pace, you know. And you also mentioned the murals. Right. Well, that's what I meant with the paintings. The murals, okay. you know, just kind of like 
create more and also be involved in the artist um, as the artist that I am. I mean, I, I feel like I, I cheat myself with that because I keep myself closed up a lot, but I do need to open up and brand, broaden my horizons um, right. to get more noticeability. So that's kind of like what I've been working on. All right. Being more sociable. <laughs> that you start your answer with, uh, you want to continue doing One Love Art Sessions and then maybe something else. Uh, yeah, I want to I wanna jump into fatherhood. Uh, that's a, a art, right? Yes, sir. Uh, congrats. So, so I, I, also, I also definitely collect art. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious uh, to Martha, how, how does someone who's already worked with you twice uh, get some Martha art because I don't have any. <laughs> I keep collecting art because um, I, I just think it's cool and it's dope, and um, I want to raise my son around all that stuff. So of course, um, definitely, I'm here to to provide and showcase that. And I just ask me what you need and want. I'll definitely give it to you and the artwork, whatever you need. You know. Man, I'll take a scribble on a pizza box. That's cool. I could do that for you. I could do that for you anytime. You know, I could do that after this, actually. Um, so this question comes from iPhone. Unfortunately, there's no name attached to it, but I'll read the question. Uh, what does the artist work aim to say? So, Ralphie. Um, basically, me, during this time, getting better at my work. Like, uh, I guess you could say my creativity to me is almost like uh, being Jay Dilla of art. Um, so I kind of try to just be more creative with everything that I do. And this is kind of like a dedication piece to Jay Dilla at the same time uh, to my identity as an artist to be as creative as he is uh, with his music. And okay. like I said, it's something that reminds Jay Dilla and it's, you know, represents me as an artist so it's still it's it's clearly still in progress uh but that that's uh that character is based yes you're saying it's reminiscent of the dilla piece but that's also a peanuts character correct it's based his character is based off of peanuts character right okay uh, i'm just trying to give some people some better information if they can't see it up close it is very dolly esque and that keeps coming up in the in the chat oh Yes, it does also because, you know, Dolly is one of my favorite artists. So, you know, he it does come out in a lot of my paintings. Uh, Jay, what you have over there on your canvas, man? Uh, Self-portrait, I guess. Yeah, selfie. Okay. Uh, wearing a bandana over my face like I have to almost every day. Uh, and behind me is the definition of uh, uh, solitude and isolation. Mm. Well, it's, it's synonyms like solitude, isolation, being alone. Right. So, Martha, bring us into your drawing. Well, um, I wanted to draw um, a representation of a child more like a, an, in an innocent um, type way. I wanted to, I'm freestyling really, I'm trying to freestyle um, uh, imagery that I've already done before. I really wanted to do the crane because, like, uh, the crane in martial arts is just it, it get a chance to attack the snake so it's kind of like wing chung mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me the I, I like to do the duel because it re represents the the brain hemisphere even though they're not the different they're still a part of the duality mm. but you really can't say much i wanted to put some some aquatic things on the top but it i missed them the the symmetry so i'm waiting this for it to dry and music is a part of creation so in nature there is the symphony of what um, frogs and birds sing to each other. And so I wanted to figure out a way if I should, you know, use the urban aspect of maybe a cassette tape here <laughs> somehow mm. um, with um, uh, maybe covering it with a halo of, of, of plant life. But I want to, eventually I'm gonna, I am going to do a, a cassette tape here, maybe dedicated to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll share that on Instagram, right? So we'll be able to see yeah. the finished project. Yes, yes, of course. And then um, maybe I could raffle it out or, you know, because, you know, mama needs some more pens. So if you can help, you know, help create more, I'll give. So whatever. 
so yeah. I, uh, that question was actually posed by Joanna, just so that I can, I can say that because we weren't aware of where the question came from. I, during the week, I knew I was hosting tonight, so I was, uh, or moderating tonight, so I wasn't going to be working. However, I did start a piece as well. Um, I wasn't able to finish it, but I wanted to explore this idea of identity and how, it, how I've come to think of it during the pandemic. And um, I was thinking about a bull elephant. So oh. this piece right behind me, I'm thinking about a bull elephant, specifically a young bull elephant. And um, once he grows to a certain age, um, because he's existing in a matriarchal society, he goes from baby to this, to this adult male, he's no longer as necessary. He's not no longer necessary as a baby and he has to find a new role. And during that time, it, there's a lot of exploring going on because just, he just doesn't know what his role is. And I think that's exactly what, um, what my adjustment was in my family, in my, in my household, because my wife had been home with my, ch- with my child uh, prior to this pandemic. So they had an established routine. They had, had a good thing going here. And I jokingly say that, that, uh, that she runs a tight ship and I, and I lead a shipwreck. <laughs> But um, uh, um, that's what it did. That's what it did. It took me some time trying to find my place here, and and um, that's why I, I felt like I had I had something in common w- with what a young bull uh, elephant goes through when he reaches a certain age. I didn't get to finish it. I'll continue working on it. I'll share that as well, uh, probably neat. on Instagram. Yeah, just so you guys know too, and Dito and I were talking about it. So, so Dito's been uh, having a lot of fun going online and. and uh, doing these live paintings and we had this idea of you know we, we'd make them one love bites uh so throughout the week uh definitely if you're not following you know follow him um he's always jumping online and just doing live art um so you know if you're home and you're like wow you know i've watched all of netflix <laughs> so here's just something else to watch all right so here's a question one more question from joanna and then we'll put a bow on on tonight's event um, but uh, which current art world trends are you following at the moment? So, um, Martha, is there a current trend that you're following at the moment? Actually, since the, um, the pandemic started, I actually, nothing regards to art, really. I was, I have been listening to a lot of um, spiritual um talks about the past historically things that kind of sparked my curiosity more than like the art world um but yeah that that took me away from stress because you know okay. um, so yeah what's that Had the... uh-huh. uh rafael what have you uh what's been piquing your attention um in art i would have to say i guess techniques other famous artists have done and used in the past that I like and follow. Uh, Frank Frazetta is an awesome artist. I see the way he paints and I'm starting to get really deep into oils. So I, I guess it would it would be um, more of that classic traditional oil flow that I'm looking towards. Okay. Uh, realism, I guess realism. Yeah. You would call it? Yeah, I'm, I mean, if that... It, it's hard to say that, yeah, that's what you call it. But if you're using oil and you're speaking about uh, Frazetta, then yeah, that's leaning a little bit more towards realism. Jay, what about you? Any trends? Uh, nah, I think I'm all over the place. <laughs> I, think, I think every day I'll look at something different. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, from an artistic standpoint, the only thing, honestly, that I've, I've seen people doing is kind of funny because um, obviously some of you guys know that I'm a huge sneakerhead. There's a there's a really cool movement of just artists that are incorporating sneakers into their art. Everything from like mashups of digital art to there's an artist that's making like they're mixing classic sneakers with like moss and plants and like growing. Plants. Wow, um, <laughs> that's cool. So some of that stuff that I've seen recently is is cool because obviously I mean us growing up sneaker art was a sneaker on a poster. And now these artists are like doing these really cool things where they're incorporating different styles into them. Um, and they're taking their passions and their skills and they're making like really cool stuff. And obviously you go back to like someone like, you know, uh, Daniel Arsham who, you know, make the cast out of the sneakers. You go to Kith, they have all the, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. And so all that kind of stuff is super interesting to me. 
and I, I guess uh, for me, I've been I've been following along with some um, other artists that uh, have been going live. One of them has been Justin Boa, which uh, I've Ooh. I've liked him for a very long time, but I had I hadn't been following him. Uh, and then recently, he's been going live, and he's been creating live, and he's been interviewing. Um, so I've been learning a lot from the the guests that he's had on, and just watching him work. I've been watching Secret Walls, and that yeah, has black and white competitions. And also listening to the interviews on the Museum of Graffiti. So most of the most of the stuff I've been watching has been on has been on Instagram. I'm liking this whole live thing. It's just easily accessible. You come in and out as you please. Um, you could just continue to switch channels. You don't necessarily need to stick to one one account. And um, because there are interviews and there's people competing, it's just constantly uh, it constantly has different styles. And and I, I'm I'm definitely all about that. All right. Well. Uh, what I would like from uh, the featured artist at this point is just to provide the audience uh, with how they can access more of your more of your information, more of your work. Where can they find you? Um, because I'm sure that they feel like I feel uh, there are some incredible things uh, being created here, and we want to see more of it. Oh, Martha, uh, uh, I, you can always find me here in um, in Instagram. Mostly, I do. On Instagram, I do more of my uh, my drawing and stuff. I don't have a website. I had one, but it was um, it's still under construction. Um, but in Facebook, I only just you know I, I do a lot of more talking there with friends and family. But on Instagram, I really like to share um, the different things that I create or get inspired. So on Instagram, you can follow me at m a r t. Oh, here you go. Uh, M-A-R-T-H-A-L-I-C-I-A. That's Martalicia. And um, yeah, from there, if you enjoy, I'm really happy. I'm glad that you enjoy the process and also other people's work too. Thank you. Great. Uh, Ralphie, how can people find you? All right, guys, grab a pen. Because right now, all I have... (laughs) I actually put it it in the chat. So, But I do want you to say it, but they already have it. All right, it's RJ Artistries, R-J-A-R-T-I-S-T-R-I-E-S-O-F-P-75. I know, it's very long. Kill me later. But right now, that's basically what I'm using. You could also find me uh, uh, for tattoos at Chupacabra Tattoo. Uh, it's located here in Central Iceland. If you, if you made it here somehow, you probably know uh, one of us. I go by Crespo Arts on all social media platforms, but I'm specific, specifically active on Instagram and Twitter. So C-R-E-S-P-O-A-R-T-S. James underscore L underscore J. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow my dog, Life with Banksy. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sorry. Account, so, um, talking about art, I mean, that's, that's more of an artistic name than that. This session couldn't be complete without the wonderful artist and even more so our wonderful guest. And now you, our listeners. Our goal is to put out an episode three times a month based on the event schedule. We hope you are as excited for the next one as we are. The music used in this podcast was created by Pound, aka Chris Lee. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. One love. One love.